just felt very sudden. And you're up. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Are you good? Okay, good. <laughs> Thanks, Becca Jo. Um, oh, friends, we're going to talk about tithing. And um, I have mixed feelings about this because I have mixed feelings in my own life about tithing. So I thought we could just talk about that. Would that be okay? Okay. So when God's people were enslaved in Egypt, they were slaves, right? God brought them out, and they were instantly set free. Yes? How much of them was set free in that moment? All of them? I want to argue that they were physically set free, but they were emotionally, mentally, relationally still in bondage. Because when you live in slavery for that long, you don't even know how much in prison you are, right? Because you can unshackle people, but they're still going to live like slaves for a very long time. True? Yeah. So then God gave them a way to live. He said, here's a bunch of laws. Here's a bunch of ways to live. Here are guidelines of how you treat each other. And what those are were not to earn their relationship with him. They were to set them free because slaves are scarcity people, right? Slaves are, at the end of the day, having to think about their own survival, and they can't think beyond that. Truth? When that oppression has you in such bondage, so God gave them a way to live. We are the same. <laughs> we are the same. Paul makes it really clear in Galatians and Romans, two places where he talks about we were slaves. And we were slaves to the systems of this world, to the culture, to our own sin nature. Like there are lots of things that we're slave to, right? We all have addiction. We all battle things, yeah? And so we get saved and we're instantly set free, right? Like instantly, no, not instantly. Yes, instantly. Instantly pulled out of the systems that oppressed us, but we don't know how to live free because we're broken and our mindset is broken. And you know what's the tricky thing? In my life, I've found, you know, you can look at yourself and go, that's disgusting. You are not a good person. <laughs> and it's like a red flag. And you're like, that's a brokenness that needs to change. Those things are pretty easy to deal with. The ones that are really scary are the ones that you can't even identify in yourself, right? The little things that are deep in our hearts that slavery has taught us and we can't get free from. And so God's given us ways to live. Layer by layer by layer, we're set free, right? It's not just a one-day thing. It's over and over. And what Paul encourages us is, you've been set free. Don't get enslaved again, <laughs> Don't go back. And so when we keep living in God's ways, we can understand a principle, but it's putting your like feet into the game over and over and over. We're eventually, layer by layer, set free, right? Okay. So tithing is one of the things that God uses to set us free over and over and over. Here's the problem with tithing. Man, it hurts. <laughs> Look, I can come on a Sunday, it doesn't really cost much. I can study the Word, it doesn't really cost much, right? I can obey. You know, God says, I want holy men everywhere to lift up their hands in prayer. That's why we raise our hands. Did you know when you raise your hands, you will literally be set free? Try it. 
I dare you. Try it. It's not for God. It's for you. It's for me. Okay. Doesn't cost us a thing. Maybe a little pride, right? Tithing is literal money. <laughs> like it literally costs us something. And can I tell you, I need that 10% to feed my babies, to pay my bills so I can have electric. Anyone else? 10%, man. Come on, God. Would he really want us to put money out when he doesn't need it? Does he need our money? Would he really ask us to do that? What kind of a mean, horrible God would ask us to tithe? So, oh, the first, I did miss one thing. Tithing is first fruits. What that means is, anyone else grow veggies or fruit? It's just me. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> good. Um, it's meant to be the first harvest you bring to God, first fruits. Before you know if the cabbage moth are going to eat the rest of your broccoli. Grr, cabbage moth, I hate you. Um, or before you know if you're going to have enough to pay your bills. Like it's that kind of a risk. It's not meant to be from your abundance, right? It's not like, well, I did my budget and looky, I have 10% left over. I can finally tithe. That's not what he asked us to do, right? Okay, so I was laid off from a long-term job on the same day that my husband was laid off from a long-term job. And we had no plans to ever do anything else in our lives. And we were immediately screwed. Like, immediately. It was very, very difficult. And so I went through and I cataloged all of the food in our pantry and freezer and fridge and I worked out we can eat this long without needing any food to, to buy food. Okay, Jesus, I believe you're God. I believe you're in control. We're going to do this. Then some out-of-town guests turned up, and I had to feed them two meals, eight people, and they ate everything we had that day. So I put myself in a timeout in my bedroom because I was falling apart, and I said to God, not cool, dude. I literally said that to him, <laughs> tears streaming down my face. I have served you. I gave up everything and moved to this country because you said to where are you? What? Do we not matter to you? You are neglectful. I was so upset. And he said to me, if it's your food and you run out, you have a problem. If it's my food and you run out, I have the problem. How do you want to live? How? Well, of course, I want to live where it's his problem. So I took my little took my little snarky attitude back to the people and I like put on a happy face and like really tried. <laughs> but I had a one-year-old who didn't have any food for the next day, okay? The doorbell rang, not even five minutes later, and it was my friends Bob and Elisa with many, many bags of groceries, many. <laughs> also, coffee beans, also a Starbucks card. I mean, come on. <laughs> They had that morning felt God say, go grocery shopping for the Morrises. And she came to my doorstep and said, I don't even know why we're here. We just obeyed. You guys, before I screamed my accusations at him, he had already provided. That is the God we have, right? When you have a paycheck that says $500 and zero cents, if it's your money, when you run out of that $500 and zero cents, you are on your own. If it's his money, that $500 never ends, right? 
it may not happen in the way we want it. You know what I want? I want abundance. I want to have so much money that I can buy everyone's groceries. Isn't that the God we have? Like we would be these vessels that overflow and we could like be the answer for people. That doesn't set me free from the slavery mentality I have about money, right? Okay, so friends, tithing is about relationship. When you budget and there's not enough because you tithe to God, you know what it does? It turns you to him and it has you grab onto his hands and say, it's your money, it's your problem, and I'm yours. Help me, right? You don't have to work it out all on your own. Is that good? That's so good. So Malachi 3.10 talks about God's character in such a beautiful way. This is how he responds to people who trust him. This, think about God's character. He says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, he says. Oh, I did. I did. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not enough room to store it and coffee beans and Starbucks cards. <laughs> I mean, he's a good God. We can trust him. Yes? So tithing does something really unique in our hearts. Keeps us from becoming enslaved again. Because every time you get a paycheck, you have a chance yet again. Is it your money and your problem? Or is it his money and his problem? Right? So, it's our first fruit Sunday. It's our monthly reminder. How do we want to live? Are we enslaved to this world and the money system and all of that stuff? Or, or are we his and it's his?